Do your ears perk up when you hear couples being interviewed who have been together for a long time? Do you lean in to hear their answer to what has made for their successful marriage or coupling? On today's episode, I will tell you about one of the best things I have done for my 21-year marriage, and I will tell you how you can do this for yourself. Welcome to Your Zen Friend. I'm your host, Lauren Wolf. On this podcast, I will share wisdom from working as a licensed professional counselor for more than 20 years. Using storytelling and lighthearted humor, each episode will explore themes on personal growth, including tips and strategies to boost mental wellness and overall well-being. If you're a perfectly imperfect human like me, who's always striving to do better and feel better, then this podcast is for you. Let's get started. Welcome, friends. I hope wherever you are, you are doing well. I am excited to be here with you today and talking about how to form your own red tent, what that means how it helps my marriage to be healthy, and more. But first, have you entered to win a $50 Balance Bound gift card? If not, what are you waiting for? Balance Bound is a company that was created by Brooke Forey. She could not find a planner that met her needs, so she created one herself. Right there, I admire this woman right? You got to love that. You don't find what you need, so you create it. She's also one of the hosts of the podcast, Good Enoughish. Her company, Balance Bound, doesn't just have fantastic planners, which it does, but also has stationery, journals, and more. So this would be a great and fun place to be spending $50. Here's how you can enter if you haven't already. Rate and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Those are the only two places that I'm aware you can rate it. I don't think you can actually leave a review on Spotify. But if you go ahead and leave me a rating anywhere, take a screenshot of that rating and send it to me. I'll tell you where you can send it to me. And I will enter you to win the gift certificate. Now, if you are able to go to Apple, there you can write me a review and those ratings and reviews on Apple are particularly helpful for podcasts to get more views. It helps kind of get them out there. So that would be really helpful if you're able to do that. But just doing what you can, I so appreciate your help and your taking time to give me a review or rate the podcast. So thank you in advance. Once we get to 50 reviews or ratings on Apple Podcast, I'll announce a winner on a future podcast. So I look very forward to doing that. I'm so happy to give something back to you all. I appreciate your listening and I love connecting with you all in between episodes on social media as well. So 
Before we get to our episode, let's take a short break. I'll tell you where you can send me those snapshots of your ratings and reviews and also where you can connect with me. Thank you for listening to Your Zen Friend. If you'd like to connect with me, find me on Instagram at Your Zen Friend Pod or join our private Facebook group where we connect between episodes by searching for Your Zen Friend in groups on Facebook. You can also send me an email at yourzenfriendpod at gmail.com. I love connecting with listeners and hope that you'll reach out. Please know that anything I mention on this episode will be in the show description. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Have you read or maybe heard about The Red Tent? This is a book by Anita Diamant. It was written in the late 1990s. This book was so good and I became so completely engrossed in it that I pinched a nerve in my neck. I got to a point that was so intense, I think I had ceased to breathe And before you knew it, I was in a lot of pain. So this is probably not a good promo for the book. You can do better than me. I am a wimp when it comes to any kind of violence or intensity, and I have to skim anything that's really gory. So that said, this is a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It takes place in biblical times and is a story that is based on the Bible or people in the Bible. I'm, you know, it's definitely what I would call historical fiction because, of course, we don't really know the exact happenings of that time period. And it's not religious in any way. If you're someone that doesn't identify as being Christian, I think you could still really enjoy this book. So check it out or connect with me. I'm curious to hear what you think for any of you who have read it. In this book, there is a tent which is referred to as the red tent. And this is where the women go when they're menstruating. And here they rest and connect and support one another. They form this like really beautiful community with each other. And I did a little research, a little Googling to see if this is actually historically accurate, if this did exist. And what I found is that there's not any evidence that this actually existed in biblical times. However, there is evidence that what is being referred to as menstrual huts did actually exist throughout pre the pre-modern world. So maybe not 100% historically accurate, but such a thing did exist. I think women would give birth there as well. And again, when they were menstruating, they would go and spend time in this tent. So don't don't leave. (laughs) I know this sounds kind of gross in some ways, but doesn't this sound kind of amazing in other ways where you could take time out and be with this supportive community rather than just continue on in your typical work and daily activities. 
All right, quick segue, but I promise it will all come together. I recently was reading a book called The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Greedy Hendricks. Okay, not my usual type of book. I think it's in the horror genre. Again, I am a major wimp. I cannot deal with real intensity. I cannot deal with violence or gore. My friend Michelle Cousins, who often is so generous and passes books on to me, encouraged me to put that aside and read it anyway. And I'm so glad that I did. This book was so fun and so engrossing. I haven't had a book in a long time that just made me not want to do anything else but read and find out what happened next. And this book absolutely, positively did that. Yes, I skimmed a number of parts of the book, but it was well worth it. This is a book about a group of women who are moms back in the late 80s, early 90s, and a vampire moves to their town, and they end up forming together to defeat the vampire. And I I don't think I'm telling you much more than what you'll see in the book jacket. Check it out. And again, let me know. Maybe you've already read this. I'll be curious to hear what you think. So how does this tie into The Red Tent? Well, this book, again, was super intense. And the experience of reading it reminded me of back when I read The Red Tent. And then, follow my ADHD line of thinking here, and then that got me to thinking about friendships and what they have meant in my life and the role that they have played in my relationship with my husband. So so here's what I want to say. Back when I was reading The Red Tent, again, my daughter was about three, my son was under a year old, I had postpartum depression. I had a lot of anxiety. I was depressed. I think that it mainly stemmed from the terrible sleep deprivation that I was dealing with. I could have literally been a prisoner of war for the type of sleep deprivation I was facing. I think it's actually not legal. I know, isn't that weird how there are like legal or ethical, I'm not sure what the term is, but ways that you can and cannot get information from prisoners of war. I don't think you're allowed to use sleep deprivation because it's too cruel. But I was under such terrible sleep deprivation because my son at the time, who was a baby, wouldn't take a bottle. I tried everything to try to get him to take a bottle. So here I was breastfeeding him. He did not, until he was about nine months old, he wouldn't take any solid food. So that just had me pretty strung out. I tried to sleep train him and every time I would try sleep training him, he would get sick. And I just couldn't allow him to cry it out while he was sick. That just felt too awful. So I was at a place where I was so sleep deprived and his sleep was so sporadic where he might wake up after an hour and a half, he might wake up after three hours, he rarely slept for more than three hours at a time. And again, this had been going on for like 10 months, that what started happening was that I could not sleep. I would not be able to sleep for an entire night 
or I would get woken up after an hour or two and not get back to sleep and I was in bad, bad shape. It makes me feel really sad just to think back to this time. So, of course, I was turning to my husband. I wanted him to help me. We didn't have family that lived close by, so I had very little support from family. And my husband was in, you know, we were both in our early 30s, so he worked in corporate America and was still at a point in his career where he didn't have a lot of time off and he was still really trying to prove himself. So he couldn't easily take time off when I didn't sleep. And also it was frightening and overwhelming to me and I think made for me to be even less able to sleep because I worried, you know, what if he takes today off? Will I be able to sleep tonight? When will I be able to sleep again? There seemed to be no end in sight. Of course, that made him feel a lot of pressure and worry. And so we were both just in the thick of it. And I was really turning to him to fix it. I wanted him to validate me, to reassure me, to help me, but he was in it. He was in it with me and he did his best and he tried really hard and it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough of what I needed. Here's what I learned. I learned that I could turn to my girlfriends who were offering help. They were there for me. They wanted to help me and I had a hard time saying yes, but I learned to say yes I learned to be really real and honest and vulnerable with them, with what we were going through. And I had friends stop by with meals. I had I had a friend that came by, two different friends at different times that just came over and said, we're going to play in your finished downstairs basement with our kids, with your daughter, with your baby and carry him if he's crying you can sleep and not worry about it and not hear any of the commotion. I mean, I could cry just thinking about that. How beautiful and in all honesty, how difficult for me to accept that help. I am a helper by nature, hence the podcast and my counseling career. And if you know me, you know this. It is so much more comfortable for me and probably many of you to offer help than it is to accept it. But I learned to accept the help that my friends were offering me. And in doing so, I learned a really important life lesson that has helped me in my relationship with my husband, Mars. And that is your romantic partner cannot Fulfill your every need. Think back to Jerry Maguire and the Renee Zellweger character saying, you complete me. And what a romantic part of the movie that was. But it's not true. Our romantic partner cannot complete us, cannot fulfill our every need. It's not fair to put that upon them. It's not realistic. It's going to set us up for disappointment 
and it's not going to do anything to nurture your relationship. Instead, when we can turn to our community, when we know that our romantic partner, I feel like an old lady saying romantic partner, (laughs) but I want to be cognizant that I'm not talking about just heterosexual couples. This is the same for heterosexual couples, for homosexual couples. It doesn't matter. This is the same for married couples or people that are just in long-term committed relationships that aren't married. I don't want to leave anyone out here because I think it's true for everyone. After 21 years of marriage, I know that I can go to Mars for support. I know that he is going to be one of the first people in my life to celebrate my successes, that he is the first person to open his arms and give me a hug and comfort me when I fail, when I have heartbreak or disappointment. I know that I can depend on him, but I know that I don't just have him to depend on. And there are certain things that I will turn to my friends for. Mars is a man. He is not a woman. He has never had a period or PMS or perimenopause. He has never been a mom or given birth to a baby. He is not a therapist. He works in corporate America. So there are different people I turn to in my life when I need someone who understands my experience. I have my therapist friends. When I have challenges at work, when I'm worried that I'm not doing what's in the best care of a client, I can talk to them. And I do so protecting the confidentiality of my clients, of course, but I can talk to them. When I'm having a struggle as a mom, I can talk to my mom friends who typically can relate and make me feel like I'm not alone. So it is so important to have those other people in our lives. Our romantic partner cannot be everything for us. I connect with my friends often on the telephone. I've got my friends that I talk to on the regular. I have my friends who I leave voice memo voice memos for on the regular. Shout out to my newer friend Vicky. We leave each other voice memos quite often throughout the day. I have my friends that I will meet out for lunch or for dinner. I have those people in my life that I know I can reach out to if I'm having a difficult time and I know who will hype me up and celebrate my successes with as well. And of course, I do the same for them. I hope that you have your own red tent, your own group of friends or family that you can turn to when you need support. Friends who make you feel seen and heard And especially friends who you can be real and honest with are so important. Some of you might have these people in your life, but maybe you don't call upon them. Or maybe these people in your life offer to help and you say no. You can create your own red tent by doing the following. First, prioritizing those people. Make time to speak to them or get together, make time to connect with them. That is so important. 
I know we, we are all busy. We all lead very busy lives, but really prioritizing time for the people that bring you joy, that support you, that you do the same for is going to give you so much quality in your life. There have been studies done about connection, studies that show us that loneliness is just as dangerous for our health as smoking cigarettes or smoking whatever people are smoking these days, vaping, whatever you call it. There have been studies done that show that women who have breast cancer have a much higher rate of survival when they have that community and that support. As women, I think many of us are just innately good at seeing needs and helping to meet them. And I think this is also important in creating that red tent, in not just asking for help, but also providing that help and support for those people in our lives. I know that also as women, we can get burnt out if we're trying to help everyone. So you really have to do your best to balance this. So start by putting time and energy into those relationships that you want to foster. Those people that you already feel really close to that are already important people in your life or the people that you want to be the important people in your life. You can offer to help them and then you can also ask for help when needed. If you don't have these people in your life right now, look for them. Who is that woman that you enjoy talking to at the bus stop? Maybe she's kind and interesting and you walk away from her feeling energized. So invite her out for coffee or connect with her on social media or ask for her phone number. Put yourself out there in a way that you can start making those connections. You could join a local book club. If you're a mom, it's pretty easy to find other moms in your life through those kid activities. And you have to be brave, right? It takes courage to put yourself out there to invite someone out or exchange phone numbers with them. It takes courage to do that. But I promise you, it will pay off. And if it doesn't pay off with the first person that you try to connect with, try someone else. Start talking to the people that you're running into, the people that seem interesting, the people that you start feeling a connection to, or even just an interest in. They seem like someone interesting that you would like to speak with. I met a woman years ago when my daughter was under two years old, I was at this like baby group through the town park and rec, and she told me about a baby play group that she was in, and I asked to join it, and they let me in. So shout out to Kim Charles, who made it possible for me to join that baby play group. Those women were my red tent for a long time. We each had one child, and as we started having more children, We would form meal trains and bring food over to one another. And even at that point when my son was about 10 months old and I was struggling, one of the women from that group, Christine Anthony, brought me over a delicious meal and sat with me. And I so appreciated that. So big shout out to Christine. 
If you're not a mom, you can look for groups in your community. Parks and Rec also typically offers classes and workshops where you can meet people with similar interests. They're typically low cost. You could also join a local gym or yoga studio. People often find friends doing that or just looking for free events in your town. And I don't mean to leave men out. If there are any men listening, then you, of course, can do all of these same things. I think it's important for men to have support too. I don't see it as often as I do with women, so perhaps that's another episode. But of course, we all need that connection. If you have a red tent community already, yay, wonderful. I hope you'll reach out and let me know how this community supports one another. And if you don't have one, I hope you will find one soon. I think it is so life-changing to have those people in your lives. I am tempted to just start naming all of them, but I guess I'll just save it for if I ever write a book, I will put you all in there. One of the things that just brings me so much joy in this podcast is that many of my friends have already been on it, and then I get to promote what you're doing. Also, just having that support of you listening, whether you're someone that has been a friend of mine in the past or currently, or someone that I hopefully look forward to getting to know, I thank you for that. I love to support other people and what they're doing, and I also very much appreciate your support in what I'm doing. It's really hard to find a therapist right now. As you all know, I am a licensed therapist, and I am constantly turning people away because I do not have room to work with them in my private practice. So my goal is that this podcast can help others And I hope that it's bringing value to you and your life. So remember that we now have a drop of Zen. I release that every Friday. That's your short guided meditation. And you will receive the drop of Zen as well as each podcast that comes out every week if you subscribe or follow the podcast in your podcast app. So if you haven't already followed or subscribed to your Zen friend, please do so. I'm so grateful for all of you and so glad you joined me here today. Until next time, friends, I hope you'll take some time today and every day to do something kind for yourself.